Hey everyone, Giacomo here. I just want to let anyone know who is thinking about coming to LVO 2024 for Kill Team to get their tickets before Wednesday at 11 a.m. CST. That's this Wednesday, the 20th, at 11 a.m. CST. After that, they will not be available. Link to the tickets in the show notes. Please enjoy the rest of the episode. We will talk about it. No one said they hated it. That Shut sounds the like fuck up, that, sounds, that sounds like you already have your opinion made. I, I sure do. That's that's not the one I was gonna say was the hated one. Holy holy crap! <laughs> We're starting this episode off strong. Yeah, we are. You yeah, don't even yeah, drink. Are. I do not. This so. Oh yeah. This this is this is the what? The Squad Games podcast? <laughs> this is the Squad Games podcast. It's <laughs> exciting. That is exciting. Um I'm not the only one out there who hates it, okay? Oh my god. All right. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to I'm going to use that for the intro. <laughs> cuz I can't use the 3 minutes before that cuz uh we dropped some bad word. No, I'm kidding. I could use that too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so this is, this is, uh, this is the squad games podcast. You know us, uh, Janice is with us today. Hey, Hey, Janice. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about stuff. Yeah. We're going to talk about the balanced data slate. We're going to talk about, um, what is it called? Starts with an I. I, I, I'm having a brain fart. I remember. I don't remember. It starts with an I, G. I just told you this on the phone. Uh, That's why I said I, because I can't remember either. Oh, my Lord. Um, I spy the thing I can't remember. (laughs) That's exactly the thing. So we'll touch on that. And um, (laughs) yeah, we'll talk about a few other things that are going to be fun today. So... Obviously, we are recording this the, the day that the balanced data sli- slate dropped. You know, we dropped uh, our wishes for what we hoped would come in the in our most recent episode, which is now completely out of date. Thank you, Games Workshop. You continue to be the gift that gives um, in a good way. We we want the balanced data slate. <laughs> Man, we were like Moses walking through the desert for forty days and forty nights with no kill team. You mean seven months? Was it seven months? Well, yeah, that's yeah. us. But like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's just us, like walking through the desert for seven months in a yeah, dry we were, spell. We were dry. And the only the only thing we could talk about was like, oh, Colts won again. Oh, Ray. orcs are good. Oh, Colts well, won again. Exciting. What the Q three? <laughs> the Q three data slate dropped. What eight eight? I think. Yeah, it was. A I while believe so. Ago. Eight eight or eight ten or something. Yeah, it was before no, right before Nova by a few weeks. Yeah, but it, you know, to be honest, it didn't change much. I know that Elliot on on the the, the meta watch said that it, you know, they they feel like it curbed the Colts meta, but I think Worlds proved that um, the Colts were still the big bads. I think it just did. I think it did propagate the fact that. Um, it helped. It definitely helped. I'm not going to say it didn't. Um, and it was a nice, good, quick fix. But I mean, I still want to see this team burn to the ground. I'm not going to lie. Who more? Uh, Colts or Pathfinders? Pathfinders. Fuck okay. them. Oh. 
Yeah. Well, then you're not going to like this balance. That's, that's, sorry, I man. fuck yeah. <laughs> Bringing fuck. it up already. Fuck the towel. That's all I have to say. <laughs> See, yeah. uh, every, anyone who's listening, you guys can tell that um, we've been wronged by one team one too many times. Um, and me and Janice are both Eldar players, so we're not going to hate the Eldar like other people do, um, because Eldred has guided us in the right way. But uh, we do hate the Tau, just like uh, most other people. You guys can yeah. hate us just as much as we hate Tau, and that's I'm okay. pretty neutral with the Tau, so like uh, you know, leave it your is hate a out fr- for me. It is a free galaxy. Giacomo, aren't you painting Tau? Slowly, yeah, I painted the one character. Uh huh. Yeah, that's on my Instagram. I'm not going to lie; I have some Tau on the on the on the. I have yeah, some purple initial. and. Some purple and yellow And some vivacious towel. models. Yes, vivacious <laughs> woman towel models. The weeb, the weeb army, I call it. The only good kind of towel. <clears throat> this, yeah, this fish There's fish. no such thing as good towel. Give us the <laughs> Hey, Farsight Enclave are kind of cool. Yeah, the They're Enclave is nice. pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so they didn't change a lot of stuff, and there's some stuff that we wished we saw right yes um that did not happen and then there's a couple things that i felt were a little bit too light and in the meta watch uh data slate uh elliot specifically called out that the new terrain is to blame for some of the light handedness of some of the teams because they didn't think that they wanted to do that my question to elliot is who's going to be running tournaments with this new terrain uh, I know me as an organizer, maybe I'll have like one or two if, if it's competitive. Um, uh, I'm not really sure like all of the rules we've seen some things, but you know, I think, I think collecting three sets of, of fully tournament organized terrain for a competitive game is a little, is a lot to ask, um, tournament organizers. Yeah, so. especially since these terrains, like at least into the dark and open terrain, play significantly different. Where this mm-hmm. one plays pretty much like open board, except there's stuff you can't see through. And and it's very, I would say that this terrain is also very laney, which is it's it's more laney than um, if that's even a word. It's not. Someone come up with one. <laughs> um, it's more laney than uh, into the dark. Like into the dark is typically you have three paths to follow. This one is also three paths to follow, but usually every path is going to, you know, go to some sort of central rig. You have the two sides and then you have the central rig. Right. And I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'm, if I'm stoked on it yet. You know, I mean, we might run some, we might have some depending on, you know, how, how, how the terrain is perceived. I don't like the fact that they're, that, it calls for jump checks and jump checks are a dice roll. It'd be really nice if we could take dice rolls out of certain things. Um, especially when, you know, there's a, co- a couple teams already that can completely ignore jump checks. Oh yeah. Uh, flies, you know? And so like, it just makes every other team worse and a one in six chance. You're going to roll a one, one in six chance. Your model gets stuck on engage, uh, and dies. I mean, doesn't feel good competitively, right? So, uh, I mean, obviously we don't have the full rules, so I'm going to withhold judgment, but I'm a little skeptical uh, starting off. Um, So let's move on to this balanced data slate. Uh, Mm. 
that has some great touches and some bad touches. Uh, show me on the PDF where they touched you. Uh, I will show you, Giacomo. Don't you don't you worry. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> so first things first, uh, I guess they go in uh, order from when released. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, they go from season one through seasons. Yeah, by so the various the- releases. So the big noticing missing thing from season one uh, is the lack of another um, vet guard. There's no vet guard nerf. And we see a giant vet guard, vet guard model dude, like dude standing on this page. And he's just taunting the world. Everyone who's been wronged by vet guard. (laughs) Um, There's no vet guard nerf. No. Huzzah. Huzzah vet guard players. You know, all seven of you. Yeah, all, well, <laughs> there's a couple of us. Um, there's a few more than seven. <laughs> um, you know, I wish there were seven because then saying like where I place in ITC for them uh, is, is a little bit more humbling. Um, <laughs> um, but so commandos are the only ones with another nerf. Um, and we knew that was coming. We did. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the thing I'm worried about is that they just changed Sneaky Git. They didn't change the rule itself, which is something that we were worried about. We talked about last week, I earlier this week. I noticed, I remembered what you said about that, and I was thinking, you're right, they didn't. It's just on, on commandos only. Yeah, so now it's we have two two other compendium teams who can forward deploy just like sneaky, like they can four deploy three models. They might not be as good as the orcs, but the rule itself still exists for sure. Um, and I think that's for brood coven and for trader Marines, both compendium. Yes. Um, overall, Janice, do you like the, uh, the sneaky get change? Oh, 100%. The three sneaky get, uh, assault was not, uh, was not the greatest thing to see in in competitive play because Janice, a lot of teams said no no yeah no way to counter it did you end up um did you end up going against this at all getting yes. three sneaky gitted yes and how did that how did that game go uh, i lost of course <laughs> <laughs> because i think most most of us would yeah uh Having a rocket boy, a sniper boy, and breacher with dynamite coming at you in your first turn turning point. Uh here's at least three dead models. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. The big thing uh, for me was that you couldn't change its order now. That's that's something. That is the that is a huge that yeah, is probably that, was, that might yeah, that be gets bigger. Really- than the the actual change itself, yeah. Because that gets rid of the dynamite in the backfield. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, mean, it's interesting. Can... Go ahead. I said sniper will still be able to shoot, and you'll still be able to have like a slasher boy do a charge or throw some knives at you, but you're not going to have that killer dynamite throw. Yeah, it's interesting that they got rid of uh, the commandos. Uh, alpha strike, but no one else is, which we'll go over later. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do like this change a lot. I think alpha strikes are bad for the game overall. And this one was a really, so not only did, was this a crutch for a lot of players? I saw a lot of new commando players do this over and over and over and yeah. over. And if, if you knew how to play into it, you could just basically bait the, 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 the main guy to his death. What's his name? The, the leader, the knob, uh, the knob. Yeah. So we could bait the knob to its, to his death. So it was that dynamite throw was sometimes a trap into certain things, but, um, yeah, I mean, I had it played into me as well. And I also lost, I think that's the one time I lost to a commandos, uh, was John Reese. He was like, are you sure you want to do loot? I was like, yes. Are you sure you want me to do more than one? I was like, yes, (laughs) please show me the power of the orcs. I need to be able to talk about it. Um, and that was at Nova. It was a great game. So, uh, G, did you ever have to deal with a, a, a triple sneaky get? Nope, because all my friends who play them are casuals. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. And they and they would say, like, can I do this more than once? Absolutely. And they never would. Such good people. Such <laughs> <Yeah>. good people. <laughs> what nice What nice peoples. What nice so, people. So, the other change to Commandos, um, other than the very first... So, one that happened old was that you could get... Bomb squig and a commando grot, um, which gives them a leopard, 11 operatives and 11 activations. So they can now out activate a lot of teams and they did not change that. Instead, they made it so the bomb squigs operative could, um, uh, the APL could not be positively modified. So they can still get a minus, but it can't get a bonus. Um, that makes sense. Comms didn't make sense giving it to the, to the squig who's literally running around with an explosive in its mouth. Yeah, and none of the other I mean, none of the other animals can have a bonus to APL either. Yeah. Oh, only the only the this guy could, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, none of the dogs were able to be buffed with an extra APL. Got it. Well, is Sorry, a squig pets. is a squig a dog? It's a it's a pet. It's a mindless it's animal. <laughs> oh, I got another one here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write it into our Discord chat so we can talk about it. All right. Even though Emmanuel disagree that a squig is not a not a mindless animal. Squig games. <laughs> <laughs> We're squig games for this episode. Yeah, squig <laughs> games. Squig game podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so I mean that's that's Commando's uh buffs and nerfs nerfs in a nutshell. I mean, this is a good change because uh you could effectively get an 11 inch threat range, much like the, the demo man can. But I mean, I feel like it mimics the demo man really a lot. So giving Mm -hmm. it like an extra APL isn't like the worst thing to me. I would have loved to see the bongs. I'm sorry, Emmanuel, but, and all other commando players, I would love to see the buff get reverted. Um, I would love to see them go back to down to 10. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, they were already good to begin with, and this is just like a crutch that people are still playing with, in my opinion. So, um, counterpoint, I think it's okay only because the bomb squig is going to die. Like there's no way it's not right. So it's the whole design is to explode. So then yeah. you'd, you'd be killing off a dude. And in a way, the commando grot and the bomb squig are the same thing. Yeah. I don't mind the doubling up on that. Yeah. I mean, this is a good change especially since they didn't want to 
to nerf it anymore. Yeah, this yeah. this was good because the bombs quick shouldn't be allowed to get more stuff. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. That's that was pretty busted. Yeah. Uh mo- moving on to Pathfinders. I'm gonna let Janice take this one away. Uh Pathfinders <laughs> seem to be a very so if we look at the data slate, we can see what teams were released not in a great state because they have a lot of rules. <laughs> They've been changed quite a lot, right? Pathfinders have uh, one of the longer ones. So there's a bit, obviously, some stuff that's happened with them. Mostly bad stuff. They touched everyone the wrong way. Um, Janice, you want to take it away? Sure. So the changes for this data slate, uh, the big one and the one that I grumble, I'm grumbling the most about is in the operative selection, uh, selecting the MB recon, 3 recon drone <sighs> operative, it no longer requires you to take one less operative. So in a way, they gave the minus one operative back to to the Pathfinders. And I am not sure, happy about this. They sure <laughs> did. And in fact, they were like, hey, you get it. Instead of just reverting it, they were like, hey, instead you get this awesome, awesome drone, drone and another and, model. And <laughs> another model. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like you, you only get the additional model if you take this. So anyone that's playing Pathfinders competitively, you're going to want to take this drone because you this drone is just better than the others. And well, why everybody would? took the recon drone anyway? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple people that would you Sometimes know uns- the gun drone. in some situations you'd want the extra model, but now that's not a thing anymore. It doesn't doesn't matter. Um, I'm trying to find the here it is. So um, when you would, you know, use your drone controller to make them faster and do all the stuff a normal model could do, let's just go over the attack profile, shall we? Um, it has flying and it can move six inches. Um, it has a gun that does six attacks, hitting on fours, three, four damage, heavy, ceaseless, and fusillade. Wow. Reroll ones hitting on fours. Um, yeah, you know, it's... And what's, uh, and what's its uh, armor save and wound profile? Oh, sorry. I forgot to mention that. It's a four plus save with 12 wounds. Wow. On Jeez. top of that, during the mission sec- sequence, when this operative was selected for deployment, after resolving your selected scouting step, you can select to resolve a, uh, a, a recon option in addition to any other options. So initiative is still determined by your original selection. So not only that, but then you can get another scouting step. It's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> Incredible team. Not happy about this one. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Chalnath so, Supremacy is coming back. I mean, we very well could see this team do very well or win LVO just because of the small change. I don't yeah. know if they will, because there's some other people we'll talk about later on that could knock them off their their little blue throne. Um, don't forget that uh, drones can now open hatches, too. I'm not as concerned about that one. So what, what we're talking about here is the second change for Pathfinders. It's uh, with the drone controller Pathfinder operative. Uh, they get the ability... Uh, Focused EMP overdrive. So if 
The uh, drone controller operative is in the kill zone. Friendly drones can perform the operate hatch action uh, and ignore the fullest first bullet point on artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So So if your drone controller is there, your drones are able to do the little R2-D2 thing and open open the hatches. Yeah, we're going to see some cool moves there. I'm sure someone will figure it out, you know? See, I don't want... Artificial intelligence, the very first bullet point is this operative cannot perform mission actions or the pickup action. So with that, I mean, the drone controller already pretty much does that. Um, Yeah, and with with the drone drone controller, he can do mission actions. Now it just allows him to open doors. Yep. Yep. Which I don't mind, but giving them back their operative... (sighs) Angry Janus noises. Mm-hmm. How, how many activations does that put them at now? A lot. Depends. They you, homie, they used to be able to geo to like 12 models. I don't know yeah, what their actual days. thing is. Not 12 models, but it was like four or five. Yeah, they used to be able um, to string, string four activations off before you could even move. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. There's a reason why we hate the Pathfinders, okay? Um, so they, I think they have, what, 10 models? Tw- no, 12 models now again? 12 models. 12 so 12, drone, right? They'll have 12 yeah. activations. Yeah, they have 12 oh, activations. That's a lot. Sure does. It's good stuff. And, and their guns hit on f- do 4 or 5 damage. Just mm-hmm. remember that. That's right. They have, they have very strong weapons. Super bolters. Hitting on 4s. Great stuff. Yeah, 4 or 5. And, and they also have- lights can re-roll everything and <laughs> no obscuring. And bonded. No <laughs> bonded and then also don't let's not forget their turn one alpha strike where they can actually they're like hey you got first turning point oh <laughs> guess what no you didn't i can spend a cp and steal steal it and then kill everyone it's yeah. impossible for me not to have first it's it, they're they're a stupid team um very upset angry dakota noises <laughs> i i would assume that pathfinders has to kind of go through maybe a rework where it oh, absolutely. maybe a little too strong and still really strong to the point where it, it frustrates people to play against. Yeah, we got one, two, three, four, five, four. So they got four uh, nerfs, which was a worthy cause. Now causes costs two. assault grenadier, delete the final sentence, change the benefit of five plus marker lights to something. And they got minus one operative. And only after all of those changes did they start getting some buffs? And then the Kion Art of War buff was a sideways buff. Their close quarter, because they sucked in into the dark, was a sideways buff. And then these two things are uh, just an active buff for open. So I'm not sure why they're why why they want to buff the team. I know that the team isn't performing as well and they're not being picked as often. Problem is when you when you with Pathfinders is that once they become good, they just dominate everything and no one's going to take them until they know they can win everything. Because that's what that's what a lot of top players will do. They'll just find the team that is going to win or has the best chance of winning. And then a lot of people will take those, right? Like orcs, inquisition, uh, cults uh, from the past, from this most past data slate, right? Right. So, so expect when, to see pathfinders in, the, in your future. Absolutely. And then everyone who is new can love them just like we do. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the other Chalnath, 
uh, team, novitiates. Yeah, they didn't mm-hmm. get any changes. Nothing no. changed. Which is probably good. I think yeah. they're. I know that there's a lot of people that are really hot on them. We just had um, Alexa and and Kellen on the podcast, and they both praised novitiates. Uh, I just played Kellen before. I thought uh, this past weekend, I thought novitiates were good. Uh, but there's a better team now that better that changes dice uh, way better than they do. So they are now rightfully put back into second place. <laughs> I don't know if I it puts them in second place, but I just <laughs> they're still pretty good. I yeah, keep they're good. To, I, they I still keep trying to do my uh, my Necromunda conversions for for novitiates because I want to do make it the reality. a bunch of, of a yeah. bunch of Eshers done up like. Oh, nice. Oh, that's my fun. Me- that's a fun my one. metal nuns. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Novitiates, I think, are definitely a solid, solid uh, team. I just don't think that they're S tier. Yeah. So, All right. Moving on. Phobos. Got nothing. Nada. Didn't need it. Corsairs. Yeah, still, Corsairs got some love. They got some love. And uh, it's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go over it, G? Sure. All right. So the Outcast strategic ploy changed its distance from three inches instead of six, which is nice because now you can be sort of grouped up. And for those who aren't aware, the strategic ploy works uh, as following. I'm just going to read it because it'll be easier for me. Until the end of the turning point, each time a friendly Corsair Void Scarred operative fights in combat or makes a shooting attack. In the roll attack dice step of the combat or shooting attack, if it is more than six inches from friendly operatives, that's the old text. So now if it is more than three inches from uh, friendly operatives, if you retain any critical hits, you can select one of your failed hits to be retained as a successful hit, which works in their favor because sometimes you want to be close and six inches can be kind of limiting. Yeah. Um, so that's always nice. You know, it's just a little bit more to get them in line to be more successful in hits. Um, that's good. And then I deadly still ambush. I don't think this is going to fix the team, but go ahead. Pro- probably not, but it's really nice to have it. And then deadly ambush. This one it works. And I didn't actually realize this was a thing that didn't happen before. I guess it just never occurred to me. But you can now be in conceal. And then when you activate it and do your charge. Yeah, it turns you into engage, which is nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the deadly ambush tactic. Yes, um, um, that's nice too. The most gotcha thing they got, right? And it's it's the yeah. gotcha that you got to expect. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's like uh, like Kellen said, you can't be a salty bitch if you play uh, Hyrotech Circle. Yep, and you you can't be salty if you're playing against Corsairs. They're gonna do deadly ambush at some point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You're gonna you're gonna misposition eventually, and they're gonna they're gonna charge you and do something. Yep. Um. Yeah, all right. I'm, it, I don't think it's going to bring the team up to the point of like greatness. Maybe if they got another gunner or something, but I think it's cool. Yeah, the Void Scarred are still going to remain in that same middle table realm that they've been living in. Yeah, where you got to go to your buddies and go like, yeah, you know, I went like three and two this weekend or something, you know, and it's like, all yeah, right, you, yeah. Got, you got a few more wins. That's awesome. But you might not be like top eight. Uh, who knows? I- you know, prove us wrong. I still think that Corsairs need a second gunner slash uh, allowed to take the gunner and the heavy gunner, something like that. Put them on more same par with um, with uh, their evil brethren. The best of them all. And make their medic an actual medic rather yeah. than that kind of half medic, half comms that they currently have them as. Yeah, I could see that. 
So moving on to the Kill Team Annual from 2022, we have Geller Pox. Didn't get anything changed. Surprised. I'm surprised. Are yeah. you guys surprised? Yeah, I would have thought maybe like they would have gotten like a, a one less little like um, equipment bug guy because they have a lot. Um, no, you know, I'm, I guess. I don't. I didn't expect to see any any changes to Geller Pox, to be honest. Hmm. <clears throat> see, I still think that they are depending, I guess, how everything else shakes out. I still think that they're really strong. I think they could easily get another small nerf just because even when we went to Merry Mayhem, we had two Gellerpox in the top eight, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. strong. Yeah, and they're and they weren't Orion. <laughs> so people people are getting better with them, and um, you know, only time will make them even better and better and better. So, uh, Star Striders also got nothing, you know, surprise. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would have liked to see the, the privateer support stuff change a little bit, but, uh, okay. I guess we're living in this world and that's all right. I mean, I think the, the, the most frustrating thing that, that people can play with against Star, the Star Striders is that after a model has been activated sitting somewhere, they can, and they have a different model activated. They can then call the strike from a model yeah. that's already been, it's just, it feels bad. It just doesn't feel good to people. Um, and, uh, right. They're you, really fucking good still. Yeah. Yeah. They it, are. It, 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 yeah. They're a hard team to pilot, but they are really, really good. So, uh, I mean, it is what it is, right? Maybe next time Hunter clay, Janice, you want to take these bad boys? Sure. Uh, I don't know much about Hunter Clade because I've never really played him, but I can talk about the. I don't their, think many of us have. <laughs> their uh, buffs here. <laughs> so the first buff is uh, changing the protector imperative optimization to each time a friendly Hunter Clade model uh, or operative makes a shooting attack in the roll attack dice step. Of the shooting attack, it can re-roll one of your dice. I th think it was previously you had to have two misses to be able to get a mm. to do a re-roll, and now it's just you get to re-roll one die. Mm, interesting. Okay, so it makes it a little bit more useful rather than having to have two misses. And the change to uh, the bulwark imperative—that's uh, just rolling defense dice, and in that, I believe you had to have two two fails to be able to do that. And so uh, this again, just re-roll a die. <clears throat> yep. Sometimes they're easy fixes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the other change for them is uh, what is it? Uh, change board imperative. Uh, they can't perform dashes. Yeah, they can't perform dashes as the, the downside to it. Sorry, my vision is failing me here, and I didn't see uh, what the depreciation one was. That's which all is, right. Which is, which is a little nicer, because... Um, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, just losing two inches of movement is... Uh, it's like, oh, you might not actually be moving a whole lot. It'd rather just move yeah. and do a shoot or something. They only got two APL, uh, generally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good change. Yeah, and then we saw yeah. no changes to... Oh, well, well, go ahead. Yeah. 
Uh, no yeah, there changes were no... to void dancers. <laughs> yeah, void dancers remain void dancers. So no one likes them either. I got. I was going to ask you that. Like, how do you guys feel about void dancers and pathfinders? Like, they they generally, well, at least void dancers take take a lot of rules away from the game. Which is, um, I mean, I guess it is technically unique. I game, don't. I don't think void they dancers were annoy me less. <laughs> I don't think they were nerfed because they weren't seen at Worlds, even though they're already a, a pretty decent game into Colts. Yeah. Um, the problem with Void Dancers is that they're going to be not only good on this new terrain, but since they ignore rules that are like super innate to the game, similar to, um, similar to Felgor, they're really frustrating to play against, and then they have a lot of gotchas. So like. There's not a lot of people that enjoy playing against Void Dancers. Um, Void Dancers is going to be really good in this new terrain. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Just good luck finding a TO who can buy all of it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another another one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, that's what 3D printers are for, right? So, I mean, maybe if somebody comes along with something like that. Might be a little bit more accessible to TOs, but until then, uh, we'll have to see if anyone jumps on more for it or if it's even competitive in the, in the first place. Now there's another team here. The next team, Janice used to main or still does. Yeah. Um, this is my, my favorite team. So I'll let someone else talk about it. Who, who oh, is yeah? unbiased here. Cause yeah, someone oh. who's unbiased because I'll start just geeking out and kind of well, running you, on. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll talk about it and then you can geek out. How's that sound? Okay. That sounds good. So firstly, we have the uh, change the second paragraph of Colt ambush to the first time this operative performs either a fight or shoot action in each of its activations. If its order was changed from conceal to engaged during the activation or it wasn't visible to every enemy operative at the start of that activation. In the roll attack dice step of the combat, the shooting tech, you may re-roll any or all of your attack dice results of one result. So essentially what that's saying is like when a model performs either a fight or shoot action for the first time, um, you get to re-roll a bunch of, you get to re-roll like all your twos or all your threes or all your ones. That you roll on a specific roll. Unless, unless every model, unless every enemy model is able to see them. Yeah, I'm not going to have <laughs> that. That That is that is a little bit ridiculous. Um, a little bit ridiculous. So for LVO, uh, I don't think that we're going to have it be every enemy model. Um, it's going to be just a singular enemy operative. So if the model is actually hidden, like they're supposed to be, is I think that this is I think that this is a is, is a rules mistake. I think that they chat GPT'd a little bit too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, every enemy operative it seems absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. What do you guys it'll, think? It'll screw over Pathfinders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thus thus it's thus it's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure whether that is intentional or not, because when it says every enemy operative, are they saying like 
like every enemy operative is as in none of them can see it, right? Or are they or are they right. trying to say like every enemy operative has to be able to see this model, otherwise it gets to re-roll dice. Which is, you know, seems awesome. a little yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. I mean, like it, the most sense it makes is the point is an ambush. So if one person can see you, then they're calling you out, there's an ambush. But if not, you're behind something and no one can see you, you jump out, there's your ambush. Yeah, I think that there's a rules in as, as intended for sure on this. Right. Um, yeah. But I think that it came out of the English. Maybe they translated it from a different from Spanish. Maybe um, it, got, it got it got weird because, or if it wasn't visible to every enemy operative at the start of the activation. Could it you, says could every you rewrite, right? Right. Could you rewrite <laughs> this as, or if no enemy operatives. Or it wasn't visible to any, any enemy, enemy operative. operatives, right? Like, couldn't there be a little easier way to write this? There, there probably is. I mean, look, I've been playing 10th edition and there's some 10th edition cards, like the mission ones. You go, wait, what? And you have to like triple read it for a few times. Then you go, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I definitely so. think, I definitely think that, uh, we've had issues with grammatical things in the past, uh, with the balanced data slates. Oh. So it doesn't surprise me that there's one thing that's a little weird. It's kind of similar to the last balanced data slate, which they didn't update for, you know, for four months of uh, them saying like people were arguing that the way it was worded in the balanced data slate, that people could then kill a Felgor in one shot. Right. Right. Uh, and then, and then it was obviously fixed in the next data slate saying like, no, actually you have, it's subsequent shooting attacks. Like everyone, all the TOs pretty much said like, no, this is how it's going to be ruled. So exactly. I doubt that they mean every enemy operative. So all six of your space Marines have to see this one flamer. It seems a little bit redundant. <laughs> Maybe great on the next terrain. <laughs> <laughs> Not great for into the dark. <laughs> um, I'm going to put all my space Marines in this room uh, so I can <laughs> negate this rule. Uh, sounds great for Wormblade. So moving on to the next one is add, uh, Add the following Talon operatives familiar soul sight action. This is the Sanctus, right? Yeah, this is the Sanctus Talon. So the Stabby Sanctus. Yeah, Stabby Sanctus. I just killed. Sorry, Johns. I, I killed your, your Stabby Sanctus with a melting gun. You scared me. Uh, until <laughs> the end of the turning point, each time this operative fights in combat with that enemy operative in the resolve successful hit step of that combat, uh, the first time. You resolve one of your successful critical hits. You can immediately resolve one of your successful normal hits or successful critical hit if you have none. Um, I didn't retain any of that. So why don't you guys just tell me what I read? Okay. So the, san <laughs> the Sanctus Talon is the Stabby Sanctus. Uh, his special abilities, he's able to charge from conceal. So... Uh, his, so okay. his blade is three, six hitting on twos, uh, lethal four with stun. What the fuck? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's pretty rough. How many attacks? Four. Well, I'm glad I shot him with a melted gun now. And he has an ability for one AP APL that. Gives him balanced and brutal. Huh. He's pretty rough. So, so, if you, so if you retain a critical hit, 
you can yep. then resolve one of your normal hits just for free, so you get an, a free three hit. Yeah, so you get if if you hit with a crit, if you stab with a crit, you can resolve a regular hit. Uh so you do nine damage right out the right out of the gate. Hell yeah. Wow. Or, or if you only rolled crits, you just do yeah. twelve damage right out the gate. Yes. Also hell so yeah. So you can so you can smoke a uh uh, a Phobos. A Phobos or a uh, Legionnaire. Yeah. You know who you can't smoke? An intercessor. Oh. intercessor. An Intercessor. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. But, but with being uh, four up lethal, you're at decent odds to have all crits. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's not terrible. Yeah, yeah, and then we get we get to uh, the most interesting rule out of all of the Wormblade, in my opinion, and that is the Heavy Gunner Operative gains the f- following ability, Suspenser System, which is you can move six, inches, <laughs> move six yep. inches and shoot. But what this adds is the fact that you can come in from Conceal now, or from the, the Super from Sneak. Hiding. Yeah, yeah, the sneaky sneakies. Yeah, from hiding. Um, with a heavy gunner. So you can be like, yo, what's up? What's up, Surprise. intercession guy? I'm gonna shoot you yep. with my mining laser. Yeah. So Janice, why don't you tell us how good this change is for Wormblade? Because Wormblade specifically struggles. They're good into like hordes, but they yeah. struggle into um, you know, uh more of the like intercession and, and mech teams. Okay, so the using hiding is go and with the heavy weapons being able to have to drop and be able to shoot uh, is going to be uh, basically erasing an elite model because with the changes that are done here, uh, you will be able to use called ambush when you drop in because those models weren't able to be seen before you dropped them. So you'll be able to get your rerolls from called ambush and then uh, just dropping your guy in. It's uh, the tactic says it counts as having moved, which under previous rules, the heavy weapon would have considered been have done a move action. Can't shoot. Now they're able to move, have, have uh, a move action and, and shoot. So, Hence, heavy weapons dropping and shooting with uh, called ambush rerolls. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. That's real nice. I mean, the mining laser is the only one that's going to be really a. Used. Yeah, used in this manner because while the seismic cannon is good, uh, it's not going to be a delete a model type uh, unless it's. Unless it's like an eight wound model, but. I'm thinking more when you're going up against Marine equivalents. Yep. Mm-hmm. So do now there's one thing I noticed. I don't know if any of these changes really make that big of a difference on into the dark, which is somewhere where they definitely struggle. And I, I they also seem to struggle into like Felgor and Colts, like most other teams. Um, but they're good into like vet guard. They're good into teams who they can surprise and kill like mm-hmm. really important models. Um, do you think that these, these changes are going to drastically help them on into the dark? 
Not so much. Okay. The being able, being a basically end of the dark, just forget about doing hiding mm-hmm. unless you want to have someone closer to a door. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're not going to be able to do really a lot of your sneaky drop somebody in, get a cheeky shot off. Uh, but the being able to just be able to move with your heavy weapons and fire is going to be be a quality of life for you when playing into the dark. Uh, the Talon buffs, they're going to help in Into the Dark because people may want to take him uh, more instead, than... Instead of the sniper. Yeah, the instead of the sniper. Or if you're going to try to do like a full sneaky melee run, uh, drop the Keller Morphin run, the Talon and the and the Locust. Okay. See, whenever you say Locust, I just think of Gears of War. I, dude, Gears of War is the perfect way to look at Kill Team. It works. <laughs> it does. Just think it about really... Gears of War and think about Kill Team. And Wormblade is just the Locust. Horn, They're just the Locust. Yeah. I, <laughs> what we got to do is, you know, <laughs> we have to, yeah, yeah. We have to make a uh, a narrative campaign where it's just like human marine Day of emergence. Dudes. Yeah, Day <laughs> of Emergence versus the Wormblade. <laughs> Hell yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, I'm really excited about the Wormblade changes just because my team's viable again. <laughs> you know, are you thinking of bringing them to uh, Telvio? Uh, there, it's it's on my top three right now. Ooh, amazing! Like that. Amazing. We won't try to t- ask you. We will ask you, but we don't expect you to tell us the truth about your top three. We'll keep um, it guys. <laughs> I, I made Wormblade. I'm never going to tell the exact truth. <laughs> Facts. So Warp Coven is next, and I am surprised as much as everyone else is probably surprised that everyone that there's all these other teams getting changes, getting buffs, but poor old Warp Coven. Uh, I mean, I think they're like, we're waiting for a whole rewrite. Maybe that's all <laughs> I can think of. Cause that's, that's, uh, they, uh. I think they seem to be at least for this one forgotten much like, um, was no compendium, uh, uh not compendium. I meant to say like Wormblade was last time. True. True. Yeah. They're just kind of, uh, and uh, I fat, uh, an interesting note on the Wormblade buffs. That's the first changes that have ever been made to Wormblade. Mm-hmm. Long overdue, in, <laughs> in my long, opinion. Long yeah, overdue. In a long time. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Of course, I think they left a, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths when they first came out because they were so complicated. They really screwed over a lot of people, and people had bad experiences with them. Either people misplaying the rules in tournaments, or yeah, you know, other stuff like that, like in at KTO one and a few other things. <clears throat> that kind of soured people towards Wormblade. So maybe they were hesitant to give them a buff because of those. I'm not really sure. This is just speculation. So, right. Yeah. Um, pretty exciting to say it though. You know, it's about fucking time is the, is the thing <laughs> I can't say. Yeah. But, uh, Warp Coven. Yeah. They seem to be the, the forgotten faction. Uh, them and compendium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, compendium is dead in my opinion compendium's dead it's not it's not serious <laughs> yeah i mean the only team that's viable nowadays is real in my opinion is um custodes 
So yeah, yeah. And we can't say they didn't because they won KTO this year. Okay, guys. Yeah, yeah, they. they All right. right. Yeah. Yep, I am right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to even argue. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, season two. Hey, season two. Buy the DVD box set. (laughs) (laughs) So season two, we have Farstalker Kid Band. Yeah. Janice, what what changed here? Okay, so the Kill Broker operative, his call the kill ability, select one enemy operative in the kill zone, Visible visibility is not required, and each time you use it, select one of the following effects for that turning point instead. Uh, turning point instead. I, instead, exi- ah, can't speak. <laughs> That's fine. Existing, i.e., auto retain a normal hit, uh, ceaseless or P one. P one. What the fuck is this? Mod? Yeah, existing threw me off too when I was reading that what? in the morning. Like, what the what? fuck? What is? It? I'm gonna look. I this think guy that's up it. Right I now. think that's the leader. Yeah, his whole thing is to like he dishes out like you can do this thing. It is the leader. Yeah. I want to click on the leader. And I think before you needed to have line of sight. Yeah, you needed line. I think you needed visibility. And is it for is it call the kill? What is he what is he calling yeah, out call, again? Call the, call the kill ability. So once in each strategy phase, when you when it is your turn to use a strategic strategic player pass, you can select an enemy operative visible to. So we don't need that anymore. Yeah. To this operative instead, uh, until the end of the turning point, each time a friendly uh, Kroot, I'm going to call him Kroot now, like Groot. Uh, operative fights in combat or makes a shooting attack against them in the roll attack dice step of that combat you before rolling attack dice you can retain one as a successful normal hit without rolling it okay which was cool okay now they give you the ability uh to make it ceaseless or p1 interesting yeah which is good, and that—that's why it was called existing, which is the auto retain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's they should have just said, yeah, auto retain. It's, yeah. It's, so that was yeah. what where I got tongue tied on because it right. didn't flow. Like, there was no flow to it. <laughs> None. Yeah. Interesting to say the least. And this—this this is all at all of your own operatives can shoot this dude for extra, right? Yes. Which is. Um, it's a little is, weird. It's I guess it's. Are these guys in exaction the same team? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a good change. I mean, like you know, being it's able definitely to go a good change against yeah. a marine. Like, I need P one against this kind of thing. You know, now you have yeah, it. or a custody or or a custody or if it's like a I don't know a a torment, you could make it so it's see- that all their weapons are ceaseless or whatever. Interesting. Right. Okay. Make sure oh, yeah. you get the hit. Yeah, I can see it's a good change for the team. It's yes. not like super big but i don't think that they needed something super super big it does give them a little bit of dice fixing with the ceaseless even though they already have an auto retain um which is something that the team needs so maybe it's going to be bigger than we think because the thing that we always talk about about this team is the reason why they're not super successful is that they they have no dice fixing so being able to have ceaseless so ones get re-rolled is not it's not yeah, terrible. On, on the Skinner being like almost 100% hit right now with that Ceaseless on there, like that's nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously better into lower model teams rather than like, I'm going to do this into Blooded and I you didn't take the big guy. Okay. What am I going to shoot this? T-? You know, like, okay, I can see this. 
I, I still have flashbacks of that Skinner shooting up. <laughs> yeah, just a. Uh, <laughs> right, it can, it can take out an intercessor, an intercessor yeah. sergeant. So, so I will say that I am surprised that the Navy breachers did not get some sort of change. I'm something. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Yeah, I'm. I'm with you on that. I expected them to them as well as the vet guard to get some kind of of nerf Touch. but we didn't be something small like minus two operatives yeah. something small right yeah you know like i mean i would have preferred minus one pathfinder operative make like, navy I, breachers great yeah <laughs> like if you took one of the guys who takes one of the robots like you're forced to take the robot as one of the slots or something uh-huh i don't know like it's fine it's they're they're gonna be fine yeah it's yeah, fine they will. yeah I think they're trying to kill the melee meta, but then they buff Felgor. So <laughs> moving but to it, intercession, but it's a, it's a change worthy, uh, intercession. Yep. They're definitely, a, they're definitely uh, they're, a team that still exists. Yeah. Yep. Interse- and intercession are still here. They got no changes. I wonder, uh-huh. go ahead. So my speculation is that they, the rules writers had a data slate ready to go and then worlds happen. And they're like, yo, we got to change some shit. So they changed some shit. And I wonder if intercession had some sort of nerf beforehand. And then they saw how poorly they did at worlds. Cause here's the thing. Like intercession has done really well at certain tournaments in certain areas of the world. Um, but on the world stage, when all everyone came together, they did not perform particularly great, especially day one. They had a, they had an 11% win rate day one, uh, which is kind of wild, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe, yeah, may, I mean, I think intercession's at a great spot. I yeah, do. I think, I think they're, they're perfectly spot. where they are, you know, like mm-hmm. and nothing else is needed. Yeah. Yeah. I need more. Um, but yeah, side note, I think- Justinian got no, uh, no clarification. What the hell? Oh my fucking God. You're right. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, okay. So the Warhammer events, team has given them or has let them play with seek and destroy and um security security, right just like everyone else yeah i mean i find it mind-boggling that in seven months we have gotten no kill teams other than justinian and justinian wasn't even a fully realized concept it's just mind-boggling i just don't understand no tech ops either yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know. So moving on to Hyratech Circle, uh, that's exciting. They got nothing. Do we? Does anyone think that they should get anything? I know in the car when on our way up, Jonathan was saying uh, something good for them would just be like one more immortal. But I don't know the team, and I don't know if that would break the team. Have any? Do you guys have a better uh, experience with Hyratech? Like Janice, I don't think she's played them more than I've, twice. that's about all the more i've played them <laughs> yeah, they're so, not a super popular team no well, yeah competitive but, wise you know but i have seen them played well before okay and i think in a in the hands of someone who really wants to put in the reps with them i think they could be a competitive team but uh 
but more than that, I can't really say. I think they're kind of in the same in the same zone as uh, <clears throat> uh, the Corsairs. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, hmm. Maybe they just need another glow up. Just like Warp Coven, they just need a glow up and a, a whole remake, maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Going to Kassarkin. Um, I now call them Kassarking. Uh, Kassar King. King. You, you think so? So listen, listen, somebody out there, somebody out there, one of somebody who listens to the podcast, please draw us some art that we can put on a shirt of a Kasserkin model, like a Kasserkin guy wearing a crown and we'll push, put like Kasser Kings right underneath that. Okay. Because that's what this team is. They are the fucking Kings of kill team. This team is going to fuck so hard. It's going to, I did my voice just cracked. It's going it to so hard that we're going to, our voice, all of our voices are going to crack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say that is that is not the case. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Giacomo out here with the hot takes. Okay. All right, Mister Casser Knots. <laughs> what are these like things you're buying from Domino's Casser Knots now with ranch dipping sauce? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Mister Ranch Ranch dipping sauce. Why is this team not gonna fuck that hard? Now, okay, it's awesome. You're gonna get your cool things where you can uh, you can discard your one failed dice to change another one to a hit, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's great. That's awesome. Um, you sort of can already do that with one of your ploys. Sure, you have to kind of get it ready. Um, I'm not saying I'm not gonna abuse the hell out of this. And mm-hmm. luckily, <laughs> luckily, they don't give you more elite points, which is good. So you could probably do this once, twice more, maybe. And that's fine. That's really all you need. So it's gonna it's gonna definitely put them up there, and they're they're better than they were before. But I don't think it's enough to take them to the top top. All right, Jacob. Well, let me tell you something real quick. Later. And then, we'll, <laughs> then, then we'll let this is we're talking about this elite ability, okay? And we'll we'll, we'll all give a, t- a chance to speak on each of these dumbass changes. All right. So um, check this out, G. So instead of burning all of your elite points early on to say like I'm gonna enforce a crit, right? What if you roll a dice, you roll three, you roll a one, a two, a three, and a four. Okay. Reasonable roll. Um, you, you get rid of the one and then you can use three elite points to then force three hits. Okay. Yes. Which is, which is pretty decent. Okay. You can do this multiple times. So how, how kill team usually works, especially into like teams like novitiates and other teams Weight of dice matters. So you don't always need a critical, right? Like crits are good for for very specific teams that you like or or the sniper rifle or the melt gun, right? Everything else, you don't have to get a crit. In fact, some teams are like, hey, if you do a crit, you're gonna get less dice or you're gonna get less, you know, you're gonna get injured less, you know, because like durable and stuff like that. So I think that this change is going to utterly destroy people just on weight of dice if you can manage your elite pool correctly. So people who are really good at math are probably going to be able to do this team even better than somebody who's not like a whiz, a, a math whiz, just because you're going to know how many things that you need to do at each time when you want to push through those and stuff like that. I think that this ability is 
is going to break the team. Really? You think you're thinking it's going to be that good? Oh, because I'm not, but I'm not even done. I'm not even done. <laughs> well, when, when we move to the next bits, everything will start to make sense. Giacomo, everything right, will start right, to right. make sense. I mean, Janice, mm-hmm. go for it. Tell us why this is an amazing change for the caster Kings or caster knots. My take on this is it is going to make the caster can employ that can make things P one, uh, much more useful because mm. uh, you'll be able to put through again this is you can modify it up to get your to get your crit to get your p1 and mm. then you can form the ex- do the extra weight of dice to just pile on mm-hmm because on average with hitting on fours on average you're missing two dice you're mm-hmm. hitting yeah. two dice right yeah, so on average that's what I was rolling this weekend. Yeah, so on average, you're going to drop one, you're going to boost one up, especially mm-hmm. in ones that matter, and then you're going to yeah. possibly push one to a crit. Maybe not. Or push two crits. Or yeah, push I guess two crits. The more, I guess the more, the more I think about it, you probably could you probably could push more crits, and the elimination pattern would just be that much better. Yeah. No, I, I don't think you could push through two crits. I think no, you no, can you, only you change cannot, the normal fall. It, it turns it into a regular. Yeah. Which, which yeah, can be... I- but I mean, if you get a crit, then you can bump one to a crit. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So then you could push two through that way. Yeah. And uh, you only need P1 once. Yeah. True. That's yeah. true. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I want to I want to point out one thing for people thinking about plasma. When you discard a failed hit yes. on a gets hot roll, you do take the damage. So yes. you do not want to do this with plasma. On a one. Yeah. Yes. So just a, just a point out there. You can't go like, Use oh, that plasma. CP reroll. Yeah, use yeah. that CP reroll. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the second one, and things will start to make a little bit more sense. So why does uh, so Giacomo give us your your first reaction on uh, the recon trooper, dude? As, like as, as soon as I read this, I was like, oh my god, not obscured. Oh, <laughs> 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 you could just say, yeah, that guy trying to hide here. Nah, he can. We can do reciprocal shooting to that guy. <laughs> Basically, fuck that, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're better on Into the Dark. Hey, we're better everywhere. <laughs> Literally that. Hmm. Um. Yeah. That that for me was probably the one I actually liked the most, and uh, the next one afterwards. So this this right here is such a massive change. So not only did they get weight of dice now, now they you know, one guy gets to ignore somebody who's, you know, who's not obscured. Now here's the crazy part on top of that, right? Um, this team and this model can be taken with inquisition and what model has inquisition? What, what model from inquisition has the yep. biggest and best yo, blast in the game? Yo, Alex and I were just talking about that today. During uh-huh. lunch. We uh-huh. were just saying that. <laughs> so inquisition just got has better. the plasma cannon. And now you can make somebody not obscured without using the cat. Are you fucking kidding me? Sorry, breachers, <laughs> you're out. Yeah, sorry, breachers. Sorry, vet guard. Cats are kidding out of the way. So not only does this guy, this make Casserkin better, but this guy makes all of Inquisition even more busted than they already are. Like, I don't know if the games, the rules writers were saying like, hey, we think... We think that this team is 
uh, like needs a buff. But then we also have to think about like, hey, whatever we do here, oh man, it's just going to be so nutty, man. Is this this change and that change is just craziness, right? Yeah, the fact that uh, this any any buff to uh, the Inquisition ancillary troops is a buff to Inquisition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the warden just got so much better. Like I, uh, sorry, not the warden. The recon got so much better. I already like taking him anyway. I think everyone does because you get a free recon dash. Yeah. So like, it's just like, wow. Now you get this on top of it. He's not just the guy who sits in the back and scores an objective. Yeah, that is. I mean, he's gonna be this. 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 This changes are starting to make that insane. Yeah. Um. I mean, there. There's. We'll, we'll get to the what I think it later. But let's move on to foregrip. This was nice. I wasn't expecting to get this at all, homie. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, this is this yeah. is awesome. You're telling yeah. me my plasma gunner can now be double the threat he was already. Yeah. On well, here's the thing: on guard, guard, possibly ignoring obscured, and <laughs> and making it so that you can like, oh, I hit on fours no matter what, and I get to re-roll and I get to push other dice like everything stacking together is what's going to break this team yeah this is this is okay i think you convinced me this is pretty nutty okay so so this is so this is caster nuts yeah i don't think i don't think this is i don't i don't think this is going to push them in the s tier but it's definitely going to put them into a range in my in my mind so from B so, to A, which is a good jump. That's a good jump. Yeah. So I think these Casser Kings are S tier now. 110%. They think, fuck they fuck every team that used to fuck them. They nah, nah, they nah, nah, nah. they keep fuck going, going. They they fuck your mom. They fuck they fuck everyone. It's just not fun anymore. You know? There's one thing that keeps them down, and I think after thinking about this, I understand why. They have three attacks each in combat. So if you charge them. They're gonna they their weight of dice goes away. It's true, but if they miss all three, they can push forward two. Yes, um, that's I like mean, a, that's that's just okay. If they had four attacks, this would be a problem because now I mean, you can do it in combat too. They could hit once and then guarantee a second hit now, or for Cadia, yeah. right? Yeah, if their combat blades put them to four attacks, I would say that would be. Yeah, because that's honestly what I thought was going to happen. I thought they were going to kind of get in line with like Votan getting like their weapon gives them one more hit or that for Acadia right. and one more hit. Yeah, that would bust that would that bust would the team even more. Nuts. I'm pretty sure Caster Kings are are here to here to stay and they're they're here to they're here to show all, all of us underlings how good they are, which I'm glad because I just finished my Casterkin save for I the know. Three extra models. See, Jacobo is so I can't see your guys, so I don't think they exist. Um, That's true. I mean, it works you, perfect during camo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what camo? What models? <laughs> They're just different brown colors. Um, <laughs> so, moving on to Exaction Squad, uh, another buff to Inquisition. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Games Workshop. Um, Still wish you gave them an actual Inquisitor. Um, who wants to go over this one? G? Sure. All right. So so a little change here. The execution order tactical ploy 
um, is costs costs you nothing the first time you use it during the battle, and then one point after, which is big because you couldn't use it more than once before. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't need to see anything now. You just go like, that's the thing we're doing. Yeah, you know? it ignores the line of sight that you used to have to yep. have. Which is just is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's a big thing because I know this team's been struggling. And uh, do you think this is going to push them though? Do you think it's going to make them like better? I mean, the question is, G, do you think if he if they were able to use this every <clears throat> single round into your space Marines, because this is the, the team that, that screws over this team more than anything else is intercession and legionary with that change. Is it going to make you fear them? You know, here, let me read, probably not. Let me read execution order. Uh, use this tactical ploy. Um, select one enemy operative. Until the end of the battle, each time the friendly exaction squad fights in combat or makes a shooting attack against that enemy operative in the roll attack dice step of that shooting attack, you can re-roll any or all of your attack dice. Yes. And they got rid of all the rest of it. Like, I literally just cut out, like, <laughs> three sentences. Yes, and uh, I had it a little wrong. It's You can use it. You could always use it multiple times. It just stacked up a lot more. Yeah. yeah. So now yeah. it's just a max one. It, I think it used to be zero plus CP as well. So yeah, that's it would be, no it continue thing. adding itself up until the end, which was this ability is good. I don't know if it would be like worthy of like plusing itself each time. Good though. Well, every single round, you're essentially making it so that you can reroll everything against each individual space marine. I think that it's just as good as the Hearthkin Hearthkin crits because you're like guaranteeing hits more or less. Like you're giving somebody complete, like your entire team complete ceaseless against some people like this team is i mean exaction squad might screw over justinian just because like justinian's a little slower but yeah i don't know if this is going to fix their problem into elites it definitely helps him for sure it's good yeah um i think a cool change was the next the next bullet point we have here yeah now Uh, that's the big change yeah, the following weapons have one profile instead of two, so now you don't have to split them up. You just get best of both worlds for the uh, Proctor, uh, what's that, how do you pronounce this, Exactant, uh, mm-hmm. for the Maul and Shield, and the Subductor Shock Maul and Assault Shield. Cool. Just um, just, uh, just put all in one. Yeah. All shields that's, all the time. All shields all the time, you know? That's that's good. That's it's that's, that's nicer. I don't know if that's necessarily, like, game-breaking. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, they're no Caster King, right? Yeah, they're not Caster Kings. It's just uh, you get everything pulled together. That's but the the reason why this team is really good with it uh, with with um, with Inquisition is because you use this team's subductors and stuff to help you against Felgor. You used it against you use it as your mid board threat uh, against um, commandos and that kind of stuff. Uh, I know that Emmanuel was telling me that this team is really good with exaction squad in the holding the center of the board, right? With these guys against melee hordes and stuff. That's uh, true. You, yeah. You can also use them. You can possibly use them into, um, space Marines again, but I don't, I don't know why you'd want to take them over, 
over, you know, just ignoring obscured uh, <laughs> with the plasma own, cannon. Maybe you only own. Oh, I, yeah, I guess in the purpose of Inquisition, you probably own everything, because if you don't, why are you playing Inquisition? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, also the Proctor Exitant. Excant? Exacant. Exacant? Um, Exarch. You can <laughs> deploy the Nunosuya. What? The Nuncio? Nuncio. Nuncio. Yeah. Nuncio. Nuncio. There we go. There we go. Uh, deploy the Nuncio Aquila for zero action points now, which is very nice. That is a big yep. thing. That's a yeah. nice buff. I just had a little bit of word vomit. You know, just, just a little bit. Yeah, just on the, you know, the Nuncio Tequila. It's fine. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so Hearthkin didn't get a buff or Nothing. a nerf. Is, what the is hell, any, dude? Is anyone... A, what do you guys think? I'm big sad, man. I don't know what else I'd really give them outside of telling yeah, them that's... just with the six inches. Because otherwise, I think they're mostly fine. It's just the speed. I guess it just means I got to be a better player. True. Yeah. The, I don't think they need anything else. And the them being slow is part of their character. So yeah, it, I'm it, good it with it. Lose some of their charm. So yeah. Use the jetpack guy effectively, guys. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised that they didn't get a buff or a nerf. I think they could have gone either way. I think they're definitely moved up a tier. I think they're probably a tier now, but you know, um, now the fact that yeah. other teams have, have gotten, gotten worse. Are you uh, to get out of the book? No, I'd, I'd love to stay in the book. Fuck stay it. They're the C tier. <laughs> they're C tier now. Um, so Felgor, uh, I am not a fan of the changes for Felgor. I do Why? like the change. I do like the change of incapacitating. They they clarified that when a model is frenzied, uh, the critical damage on a subsequent shooting attack, because there's a lot of people arguing to, right. to hell and back um, when they did not do that. They've been arguing for four months and all the TOs were like, no, it's going to take subsequent shooting attacks. But um, the Felgor... I do not. I'm. I don't really like the APL. I. It's okay. For one, I just wish they didn't count for anything, as they're already a really. Uh, they're already a really challenging team to play against, mm-hmm. and while this this fixes one of the things that they did, I just feel that it's super uninspired and a really like easy fix to a a team that prop that is a, just a trash team in first place. I don't like the mechanic of the team. Um, in my opinion, I just think it's a really uninspired change. And I wish that we could have got something a little bit different, maybe a sideways buff, something else. But like, I can see that they say like, Hey, like we, we pushed it too far. Maybe they should do a little bit. It's just really, really hard to kill a model twice. It's difficult. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. Um, and I play, I play vet guard and it's easy for me to kill a lot of models. <laughs> um, but being able to save crits sometimes it's just like, it's so it's, it's, it's just, it feels bad. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't like the concept of having to double kill things, but, um, that's how the team is. You don't want to fight 20 goats? No, I barely want to fight 10. 
Dude, I, I, like legit, when I had to play against them the first time, pre pre nerfs, pre buffs, anything, it, it, you feel a headache after that that game. You're like, damn, you're really thinking about what to do and what not to do, especially because mm-hmm. they're so new at the time too. Like I didn't know anything about them. And intercession's good into them. Yeah, and you yeah. still had decent. a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, because I had to take security that game because I didn't think I could guarantee get seek and destroy. Mm-hmm. And I won because of that, because I was able to like, I probably can't fully push, but I can definitely hold this center and hold this building. And I did exactly that. And of now, course, I took a uh, shock and awe. Oh, did they have uh, the other one? Did they have? Did you play them pre nerf or after nerf? Pre nerf. So when they were brand new. Mm. So it was, yeah. it was one of the tougher times. Yeah, definitely tougher uh, times. What do you think, Janice? Cultus on the same day. Oh, yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on this one. I think this makes, I think this makes them viable now, as far as the, the previous nerf went too far. So I think scaling it back a bit is going to help them, but I don't think it's, I don't think they're going to be, be the, uh, be all end all. So I will say that I just played Jimmy Kelly's Felgor and they are very much good. And I don't know if it was too far. I think it was actually a really good nail on the head. Because also, something that people don't know is Felgor went off and won SoCal Day 2 with like 22, 24 players. That was Sam, Sam Rosen from San Diego. And uh, a, part of the, a part of Bats. And he won. Um, Jimmy Kelly just got second at, at Mary Mayhem, and I would have lost to him if this was in effect. Um, and I played as good as I could on Into the Dark. Like the problem is that this team is also super, super strong on Into the Dark, and we already have issues with the team. I think that they're actually still really good, and this is just going to push them into possibly uh, A to S tier again. So, yeah, that's my opinion. I think they're really good, and I think that the the community overreacted last time. Uh, even uh, even Alexander Popov said that they actually were better than than what everyone they everyone thought they were dead in the water, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, are they are they going to supplant your Caster King for the crown? Uh, I think the Caster Kings <laughs> will reign dominant um, over Felgor because they oh, probably have shit. a pretty a pretty decent matchup. <laughs> into felgor but because they can just like guarantee crits but that doesn't mean that felgor don't have play into them for instance felgor correct me if i'm wrong janice uh if uh kasserkin goes on guard and a felgor mm-hmm. charges him the felgor mm-hmm. get shot and killed uh yeah you can do a point blank overwatch and then the Felgor gets to finish his activation by killing that model and then dies right after that because then his, his thing ends. Am I incorrect? Yeah. I am incorrect? Or uh, am I correct? If the caster can gets a... So if he kills him as he charges in, the goat frenzies, uh, he'll either kill him or if the... Uh, he doesn't get Kassarkin to fight. Had- the Kassarkin don't get a fight back after that. They just all, they'll just get like five hits and die. 
right? Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So then the Kasserkin dies, and then the then yeah. the Felgor will finish the activation. Now, correct us if we're wrong in this, anyone in Discord. But how we're how how I read the rule is that so Kasserkin goes on guard, guy charges, kills the guy, bada yeah. bing, bada boom. The the Felgor dies, but you just traded one for one. Which yeah. with the Kasser kings, you don't want to trade any kings. They're all kings, you know. They're all short kings because they're all twenty five millimeters tall. Twenty eight um, millimeters tall. No, they're twenty eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the short kings. So, yeah, I think that they still have play into them in certain matchups, especially on Into the Dark. Uh, so you know, the Caster Kings still might run into a little bit of a road bump, but I do think that the Caster Kings still have the edge over the Felgors currently. But I think Felgors are going to supplant uh, some of the other some of the other uh, teams that we're going to talk about right about now. Nice callback. No, no. Um, we got the Chaos Colts up next, yeah, and they finally got nerfed. I wish they got nerfed more. Uh, what do you guys think? One I think this is definitely going to turn. Yeah, I think this is definitely going to run. Keep them in check better than what they have been. Oh yeah, I totally agree with that. One hundred percent. Yeah, the you know the it's what a you pretty had significant nerf. was good. You you had said yeah. one of these ones, and um, I'm glad it came to fruition, Mister Dakota, because it's mm-hmm. a, it's a good one. I Which think one a lot of people, I, a lot of people have been calling for the the healing to be nerfed. Healing. A lot of people. This, yeah. I can't claim this. I, no claim to fame on this one. Like like some of the other ones, we can claim fame to intercession. <laughs> <laughs> we believed it talked about it at lunch and it came to the life the next day <laughs> yeah it was amazing it was amazing half the rules were correct too it was great <laughs> um so janice do you want to run us through these sure so the first of the nerfs for them is one that i was kind of holding the banner for and wanting to to pray into existence is the friendly devotee operatives can mutate at the end of a combat in which they incapacitate an enemy operative and were not incapacitated themselves. They cannot do they cannot mutate by just inflicting damage and surviving. So I think this is a a nerf to most non-horde teams. They can yeah. probably still get away with maybe charging into a Kasserkin, maybe, if they've ran out of elite points. They can definitely get it off on Tau, Vetguard, um, and a few other models with seven wounds, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe certain Hearthkin, right? Because they still get four attacks, and they still do three, four damage, which is fucking mind-boggling. Right, um, and somehow the Kasserkin can't. Yeah. I, 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 think of it this way. Dakota, have you ever fought a meth head? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Um, actually, 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 uh-huh. I, 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 I have during security. So, uh, so they tried. Yeah, yeah. They pooped in the in the hallway uh, behind the, the 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 building, and then I had to protect their bone poop from them so they didn't <laughs> take their poop and spread it on the walls and me. It was about a forty five minute battle. Uh, and them saying that the CIA were coming after them and they needed to collect their poop. And then they started threatening me with their feces. Um, so yes, Janice, in fact, I so, have. So <laughs> would you, would you say, would you say they're worthy of four attacks, three, four damage? 
I might say yes. I might say yes to this. It depends if they have the pipe or not. Think think of it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Genesis convinced me. All devotees. Um, uh, I have four attacks, but they now need to hit on a four plus. (laughs) Because they're on math. (laughs) Exactly. They don't know. They don't know if you are Stan or if the, or, or if the, the guy next to you is Stan, you know? So, or you could be CIA. <laughs> I could be CIA. They don't know. Um, yeah. Security. But, but anyway, very interesting time. Very interesting time. So but anyway, I'm uh, glad to see that the, you have to actually kill the guy to get your mutation on rather than uh, just agree. This is a very, cut. a very good change. Like I said, it doesn't fix versus all teams, but against most teams, this is a very substantial nerf. Yeah. Against anything that has uh, power armor, basically. You know what's you know what this is not a nerf into? No, it is a nerf. Felgor. Felgor would just kill him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just like uh beat you up. <laughs> yeah, because they could they could never uh mutate because they would yeah. they can't kill him. <laughs> no, I think doesn't doesn't the Felgor thing now say that if you kill him they actually dead? They errata? Was that an errata? I think so. Let's look, because we got the power of the internet. Gee, while you're looking it up, uh, Janice, you want to run us into the next one? Sure. So when an operative mutates either into a mutant or a torment, uh, the following healing is what goes on. So the, the bullet point states, mutation into a new operative. The new operative no longer has full wounds remaining. Instead, it has the same wounds remaining as the preceding operative did, but then gains uh, D3 plus 1 wounds if it is now a mutant operative, or D3 plus 3 if it is now a torment operative. In either case, it cannot go above its maximum wounds. Mm. So if you're a wounded model and getting mutated, you take your wounds with you. Perfect. Yeah, I could see that. Now, I think that's a very, very good buff. I mean, a, a nerf. I think it's it's very, very strong. Yeah. Um, it's definitely what has been needed for a very long time for this team. I was about to say an explicitive, but I didn't. Um, this fucking team. This fucking team. Uh, I'll just say as as an anecdote from one of my games, having a devotee that you just couldn't get that last wound on that survived your melee suddenly is now a full a full power mutant was a kick in the nuts. <laughs> that or even or even the torment, you know, going from yeah. mutant to tor- oh my goodness, is great gross. And so and the I don't good even thing have is- the nuts to kick. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so the mutant, right? Uh, if he's down, if it's down to one and then you roll a D three plus three, yeah. the maximum we can get up to is, is what? Seven, which is great. Yeah. Um, very killable. Now, now there, I think there is a way for them to heal twice in a turn. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I believe they can heal at a point like with their, 
I think they can heal with the the CP and then change with the leader or whatever, so they can yes. get like a double heal off. They can Something get like their that, heals right? off, but it, it's not a. There's still going to be a, extra points have to be put into it. It's not just an immediate. Aha! I'm yeah. Full health again. Yeah, absolutely. So it's there's there's definitely things that the teams can do. So what I, my overall takeaway from Chaos Colts, it is no longer a noob stomping noob team. So like you yeah. couldn't take it to a tournament, not be great with the team and perform relatively well like you could with uh with Colts or with with right. like uh intercession, right? This team I think now is actually going to take a skilled pilot in order to know who to devote to or who to change, who to do. I think the team has become much harder to play. Yeah. I don't know if they've lost a ton of power. Like they've lost some power, 1000%, but I don't know how much they've actually lost if a good player is playing them. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like we want people that can express their skill through a team yeah. to be able to express that skill and be able to play the team well. I'm just, I'm hesitant to say that the team is anywhere below an A to A plus tier. I'm very hesitant. I am wounded. I am scarred by this team. <laughs> no, uh, I still believe think it when I see it. I still think they're a high A in, in competitive. But like you I, said, it's not going to be someone that just picked up the team or had it handed to them and go, go play. <laughs> they're not yeah. going to be. They're not going to be taking uh, a top eight somewhere on their first first tournament. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't think that even after the last the last one that they were still in a spot where you could just pick them up and take them to a tournament and just and just you know do willy nilly with them and get top mm-hmm. eight. I do think that even then there was some things that happened <clears throat> where the team is like you still need to be able to play the team. I think the team yeah. is even more finicky and more fragile now uh, for Chaos Colt. So I definitely think that... I don't know if anyone's going to look at the player that brought them and be like, oh, you're one of them. A yeah. meth head. You know? Right. <laughs> now, it takes, now, now it's actually kind of tough to play this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I don't know if we're going to see the same kind of stuff that Pathfinder players see. Like anyone who looks at a Pathfinder player is like, oh, you're the Tau guy. Um, but I <laughs> whether <will>. an- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know they're they're gonna earn that win. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I want to bring up the frenzy ability. It does not mention anything for that. It specifically goes over scoring VPs from Tac Ops, gaining pain tokens and blooded tokens, and for completing performances of allegories. That's it. Unless they get another errata for death. Yeah. No, for because I, frenzy. I, I'm pretty sure they, because they, they, they specified somewhere that because otherwise seek and destroy doesn't work against them. Right. That was the first bullet point, which is scoring VPs from tech ops. Oh yeah. They specifically oh, yeah. mentioned those. Yeah. So, so scoring, so read it again, read it again. Yes. I'll read them all three scoring VPs from tech ops that require enemy operatives to be incapacitated. Mm-hmm. Gaining paid tokens, hands of the archon, and blooded tokens, blooded, and last one, completing performances of allegories, void dancers. Mm. Yeah, so I uh, would I would expect in the future there to be them. an errata because cults weren't really out by then, right? Uh, or, or this new rule wasn't, and I guarantee you that people weren't thinking about every single interaction. 
But as rules are written currently, um, Felgor mess up cultists in the in the combat. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Janice, what do you think? Oh, I I think it is too, and I think yep. every model needs to see a uh, Gene Stealer cultist. <laughs> <laughs> so we have every the last- model. It says right there. <laughs> We have the last team to talk about here. Um, Inquisition. They didn't get anything. Oh, wait, they did. They got, um, they got everything. <laughs> they got everything. So can we all agree that Inquisition is probably the strongest team in the game right now? Yes, but I, there's, a, there's a lot happening. and I, I mean, the Caster yeah. Kings are, are hit, nipping at their heels, in my opinion. Like I there's a lot of there's any, a lot of moving parts to do inquisitorial yeah. agent. That's oh, gonna yeah. be the part that like I, realistically I think we're gonna see Kasserkin and Vetgard are probably still gonna be the two most picked. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I mean Inquisition is the I would say is the hardest team to pilot in all of Kill Team. There yeah, is so yeah, much that they can currently right we don't know about any future teams that we've been seeing some some rules on but this team currently inquisition has very much you can do so much pre-game so much during the game even like the highest level of players unless if you play this this team like 50 to 100 times and that's not even like that's not even a joke right you have to play every single form of this team against every single iteration of other teams to be able to to understand what you want to take and what you need to take. And then you have balanced data slates that come out like this, that they're just like, hey, remember you never brought Kasserkin, Kasser Kings, because you know they weren't that great with me? Well, now you have to learn them because now we can ignore obscurity. Um, fantastic. I think this team has the highest level of possibilities. They had a 75% win rate at Worlds. And they still didn't get a nerf because they didn't make top eight. Um, what were people ru- what were people running as the their I think ancillary? it was on it was all breachers, I'm pretty sure. Or yeah, mostly so I I'm not I wasn't there, so I can't tell you one hundred percent. Um I think Vetguard are really good with them too, but now yeah. I would probably take uh Caster Kings and the exaction squad. Well with breachers you can still use breach and clear with Inquisitorial Agents, yeah. right? Okay, so so it's not totally dead for breachers. I agree. It's definitely not totally dead whatsoever. And you still have the option to take a cat and still be able to ignore obscurity as well. But this just makes it so much easier. Like the mental load of having to run like them four, six, nine times in the case of LVO. Like imagine playing Inquisition nine times in <clears throat> LVO. Dude, right, you're gonna get pretty <laughs> you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get pretty dang good with the team, right? Oh, that too, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, look at, look at, uh, look at, look at Alexander Popov, right? Um, he started playing Inquisition and he got better and better and better with them. And then he went to SoCal open with them and he was top eight and he, he fucking crushed it. Right. Like, and Alexander is a good player. This team just brought him to that, that next level, right? Like this team is just good. And I remember I was talking to him after one game, which uh, he didn't win, and you, he had chosen Breachers that time. And we had discussed it, and I was telling him, you probably should have taken Vet Guard because you know the Inquisition Vet Guard team really well, but mm-hmm. you only played the Breacher version a few times. Mm-hmm. 
So like, I think he would, he would have done better if he played with that one. So that just means more things you have to practice with. And you know, the crazy thing is, is that he has some really beautiful models that he's oh, converted wonderful. up for Kasserkins, but they call he calls them Kasser Chads because they're all the, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all <laughs> the, 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 they're all the they're Katachan yeah. <laughs> death world from the uh, okay. third party miniature, the third party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Space Nam. Yeah, Space Nam. Space yeah. Nam. Space Nam. Shout out. That's not even. We're not even endorsed. There's a. There anything from them. Yeah, they, they look cool beautiful. Models. Good models. Um, DMs are always open. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I think in, in the inquisitorial inquisitional fucking inquisition is here to also fuck and fuck hard right <laughs> ever since you said that we could become explicit Giacomo I'm taking advantage oh I'm yeah man lie. we cursed that first day yeah we did we did we did so um yeah you know I think that's the the gist of it do you guys have anything else you guys want to you know uh touch on or anything like that for for this uh for this episode or Anything else you guys want to talk on the core rules? Maybe something that they missed. I have one that I'd like to say that they that I would love to see put into place. Sure, yeah, I think we're thinking the same one. Go ahead. So um, for me, I would love to see uh, capture from crit ops change. So my 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 change to to capture would be any models who cannot control objectives uh, or cannot spend AP on to like do secure or or uh loot cannot control objectives any models that it takes two ap to uh to control an objective or to whatever to 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 loot or secure uh only counts as one apl on objectives um and I think that this would be a really good nerf to not only Colts, but also to Gellerpox and also touch Legionary just a tad with their Demon Man. Um, because I find, as a TO, I witness that whenever I do capture, I notice that Colts and Gellerpox usually win. It's like an 85, 90% win rate, um, which is absurd, in my opinion. And I think that. You know, just having such big bodies that can just stand on an objective and take it from people is is unfair. And I just think that, that would be a a a relatively um a relatively balanced to the crit op missions that we all play. It's unfair that that a Gellerpox team should be able to come to a tournament or a Colts team should be able to come to a tournament and basically realize that they're gonna play loot, secure, capture, and they're always gonna win capture, right? I think that that's that's uh you know, something that is a little more, un, uh, a little unfair. That's pretty ridiculous. I didn't even know that was the stats. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous to say the least. I thought you were going to say you'd, you'd like to have a core rule where if a unit has already made a forward before the game move, they can't oh, be that one too. by that too. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's the one, one I thought you were going to say. So, well, yeah, <laughs> this one is a new development G, uh, yeah. over the past few days. <laughs> Uh, so the other core rule that I would love to see changed, well, there's two more, one of which is you cannot forward deploy more than one model. So this would negate all of the compendium teams from being able to forward deploy more than one, because I think it can be abused. And I think it's, it's, you know, it also fixes sneaky, get sneaky, get, and they can just get rid of it. Now, when uh, you're referring to, um, forward deploy, are you referring to the recon dash as well? 
No, recon dash would be fine. Um, it's more of like a forward deploy outside of six inches of your deployment. Gotcha. Zone. Okay, so uh, hiding for Gene Steeler cult wouldn't be touched. No, yeah, it would not be touched because it's it's only specifically for like for trader marines, yeah. uh, brood, and for commandos. I think that we can see people possibly abuse those other ones. Possibly, like I know Australia is going to be doing a, a compendium team, a compendium like the sweaties are going to get their faces smashed by the noobs coming in with the the uh, what's it called so, the bespoke teams and crushing all the sweaties playing compendium. But compendiums okay. still have some crazy, crazy plays like yeah. talons, um, trader marines, th- floor deploying three models. Like, hey Aussie, I'm I'm trying to help you sweaties out, you know. There you go. <laughs> Um, and then finally, my final change that I would make to the core rules is that you are not allowed to move over three inches before the game, uh, before the first turning part, turning point would start. So this would affect, uh, like pathfinders. Uh, it would affect like the, the fact that you can recon dash a, the vet guard demo seven eighths of an inch forward so that the back of his base is just touching on the right. inside of his of his thing and then you can into the breach so now instead of having um a 14 inch threat now you have like a basically a 15 inch threat i believe right 15 7 13 yeah 15 inch threat on turning point one with the demo mine who can blow up through walls remember let's remember that yep so fuck that guy yeah fuck that guy indeed steven zagal he's a bad man love you steven zagal <laughs> um under siege was great um yeah so those are the three things that i would change because it also screws over pathfinders which i'm always about um you know the fact that they can get what two or i think it's two dashes before the game even starts to make to guarantee that they're on an objective so that they can steal Mm -hmm. turning point one and then jump forward and and alpha strike uh needs to be nerfed and it should have been nerfed a long time ago now I'm mostly on agreeance with that one. I think it should just be once they've been forward deployed, uh, forward moved once, they can't be affected by it again. Yeah, that works. So like, because because otherwise, you also get rid of Phobos's ability to move four inches with their jetpack. Okay, jet I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. so this way, like, if you've already forwarded dash, so even if the even if the um, one forward move is man, all you yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even if the demo man moves forward, he can't into the breach because he's already done a forward move. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, something like that. Like they'd have to specify what counts as a forward move and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that could work. That that'd be fine with that. Yeah, those are the three. G, do you have any other ones? Has anything done you wrong? <laughs> no, honestly, that's that's pretty much been it for the most part. The core rules are fine. You know, uh, clearly we need one more unit for Pathfinder, so that's fine. You know, Chocomo. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> You're right. We need two more. Ah! <laughs> we need to remove three more models from them. <laughs> Agreed. Yes, Janice. Yes. <laughs> After we uh, gave him the buff, so it's, that makes sense. We even out. We even out. Janice, is there <laughs> anything that you think would be a nice uh, life change for for the game? Oh, and there's always like you know, recover item should just be deleted. Oh yeah, that that should be maybe even further into your opponent's deployment zone. Like you have to pick it up and control it that way or something that too. So like you're yeah. well, uh, pick it up and controlling isn't too bad. Personally, I think they should do with it the same thing they do with uh, the nowhere unreachable. Uh, um, unreachable for for uh, Wormblade and make your opponent allow your opponent to place it. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, like, that's the corner of my deployment zone. Let's go. Because yeah, that's <laughs> the nowhere unreachable. It's like, well, where are you going to put this thing in the most inconvenient spot in the open that's going to get me killed if I go for it? True. I like that. I think that like maybe three inches outside of your deployment zone or something like that can't get mm-hmm. any closer than three inches from your deployment zone. Or yeah, I think yeah. that would be reasonable. Like or six inches from the the controlling players deployment zone so that way they have to be at least further in and they have to actually go get it and then you can absolutely set it up in the open and someone will get shot yeah totally agree yeah i think if you if you if you just had your opponent placing it that would end that problem right there yeah as as long as there is some restriction to where they're placing it because again if if you put it in like the corner of the map you're like all right Mm -hmm. no one's ever going to take this thing now yeah i mean yeah there's there's still things you need to do, but it would be better. Be a hundred percent. If they followed the same, if they followed the same, same rules as as nowhere unreachable. Yeah, because it's so easy to get. It's like it's it's a super easy objective. It's an almost yeah. It's a free. It's game. a free two points. Basically, yeah. There's Which been a Passer couple times. King can take. Yeah, they can. They can also take yeah, they can. advantage and exert, secure and explored rooms and all the other. Good stuff. But what is the we, other one that they like on their that's attack ploy? Oh, um, uh, uh, secure. Well, God, it's the one where you can go ahead and go like, hey, I'm going to do reposition to be off of it. And then this turn, I'm going to control it. So now I control it. Yeah. And you uh, can like walk back on. Walk back on it. And it's <laughs> it's dumb as hell. Um, I forget what it is, but that one's one of the ones. They should make no. it like they should make it like they should nerf that to be like Technoker. So once you've done one on one of them, you, you, can't, you can't do it again. You know, I think that's what it's supposed to be uh, for vital objective. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, no. You know what? They don't. They don't specify if you've already done it. Yep. Oh, no. Though, you know what? I have been I've been playing more Standfast because uh, Christian told me about it once and it kind of made a lot of sense because Standfast sort of plays in, in favor of what you're trying to do, which is go forward. Uh, and it works. You have enough bodies to do it, especially against elites. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Secure zone, I, mean, I haven't quite figured out yet. I haven't quite figured out how to, how to get secure zone working. Yeah, that's I the one I haven't really unlocked. Pretty yeah, I need to get the DLC for that one. They have vital objective, you know, many, that's good. There's way too many numbers in that for me to even want to read it. <laughs> Though you'll do all your stats, but you won't it's read like, the numbers on a like, single text. It's paragraph. like faction tack op three, and then I see a six, and then I see a two, then I see a two, then I say a two, then I say a two, then I say a two, two, then I see a one, then I see a one, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good with that. I yeah, I like that. stats more than I like uh, reading about <laughs> reading, numbers, reading numbers, math problems. <laughs> <laughs> if a counselor can left Cadia uh, at this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if a if a caster can left at two two horizontally, uh, would they get exploded by a you know their Cadia exploding, uh, moving uh, two two horizontally as well <laughs> but, but uh does the distance matter no mm-hmm. katie stands <laughs> katie never died yeah that's why it still kings. exists that's why they're the kings i guess yeah castle king <laughs> they're like the vegetas of their home world there you go yeah princes castle princes um <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I think we've we've hit this da- balanced data slate pretty pretty good. Do you guys yeah. have anything else you want to add? No, I have nothing else to add, really. Okay, I have something I want to add. Sure. 
uh, gosh, it's always Dakota. He always has so much to add. So uh, we are going to be adding something this upcoming year. Uh, in fact, I believe we're recording it uh, this weekend, uh, the very first episode, um, a new podcast. And this podcast is not, you know, Marvel Crisis Protocol or, or anything else. Uh, this is just us and we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. So it might be kill team, might be other games. It might be about life. Um, and we have, we we have to decide on a name. So we're going to, we're going to say a few names and if anyone else comes up with a good name, we might take it. Um, so, uh, this is going to be, uh, a Patreon only, um, podcast that we will release once every other week or once a month. so that everyone can listen to uh, all of our patrons can get a little bit more squad games in their life. So a couple names that I asked chat GPT, I was like, Hey chat GPT, here's our podcast name. What are some good podcast names that we could, uh, that we could do? And I'm going to read these off to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it thinks that we should be the squad cast unleashed. Boo. Uh, inner circle conversations. I don't hate that one. Uh, behind the squad. That was kind of funny. Squadron <laughs> sessions. <laughs> VIP squad speak. That one's That's very funny. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, the elite round table. Uh, squad King podcast. I made that one up. I just, I, it's supposed to be Caster King. And I, I fucked I, it up. I fucked I, it up. I fucked it up. I so got bad. you. I got you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, we have Squad Chronicles, Patron, uh, Patreon Pioneers podcast. What the fuck? That's, this is the that's one too time hard to where say. Iteration feels <laughs> this, because this there's the, too many plosives. <laughs> there's too. It's, it's the PPP podcast. It's just it, too much. It, <laughs> 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 suddenly got better. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. The three P's. Um, yeah. We have a uh, squadron summit, uh, inner sanctum sessions. And then I came up with a couple. Um, we have squad games, the black tapes, classic, uh, squad games, redacted, uh, squad games, XXX and three color minimum. And then we just came up with squig games on the podcast today. Um, do you guys have any favorites or any things to add? Any other things that, uh, maybe, uh, might be interesting. It'll come to me in time. In time. Okay. Giacomo is telling Dakota, no, shut the fuck up. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Just nail on the head. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Janice, what about you? you? Anything? On the Tell you the truth. I'm on some pain. I'm on some pain meds right now and I'm not thinking anything. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Uh, so we're going to call it the pain, pain meds podcast where we don't think we just talk. So instead of hey, like rolling dice and talking about <laughs> games, Hey, there we go. We just talk a lot. Um, yeah. So if any of you guys want to, we have our first, um, guest and first person we're going to talk to on it. We're going to, we're going to have a good time talking about some stuff. If you guys want to join and, and check out that, you know, uh, check out our Patreon this month and, uh, anyone who joins for January that is a $20 Patreon uh, will also get a free t-shirt at LVO this year. So uh, all of our $20 Patreons that come to LVO it are, is going to get a free shirt from us. 
So uh, we're planning to do a lot with Patreon this year, um, early podcasts and a few other things like this. This podcast is going to go up early. So uh, shout out to the patrons who make this, who make us go around uh, that help us uh, produce this kind of stuff and uh, appreciate all of you. Uh, G, do you have anything else you want to shout out my guy? Yeah, I want to I want to thank our patrons as well. You know, we just want to do a little more for them. It's always nice to see everybody supporting us. Uh, and we want to support you guys back as well as much as we can. And then, of course, if you want to join the conversation in a more direct way, we're on Discord. You can find us on the Squad Games Discord. Links are in the description. And if you want to find me, I'm Wargaming, Wargaming underscore studios on Instagram. I have finished my casterkin. I am going to post them at some point, but I haven't taken pictures. And then I got to decide on what to paint next. And lastly, you know we're affiliated with Frontline Gaming. They're hosting LVO. You're trying to get tickets. We have our links in the show notes. Show us some love. You know, maybe you want to buy some models. They got models. They got boxes. They got all sorts of stuff there for your hobby needs. Uh, yeah, links in the description, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Janice, do you have anything you want to shout out? Uh, buy a sweet LVO t-shirt from these guys. They're awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, if you want to see the art for it, we have it in our Discord. Yes, it is quality art. Dubai. Yeah, Dylan is a badass. Yeah, shout out to Dylan. Absolutely. Book an appointment uh, with him. <laughs> you should. He's going he's gonna to start drawing uh, Primarchs now. It's going to be sick. Um, we're forcing yeah. him to draw it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are. He didn't he say yes, get, we're just going to make it happen. <laughs> doesn't get a choice. I just want to see it. <laughs> I think um, yeah, it would be. So, um, yeah, until next time, until next week, uh, hopefully we'll have more news about uh, Blades of Cain and Scouts, and we'll be able to give our rundown and talks about that. That'll be right around Christmas. Maybe we'll have some jingle bells in the background. Uh, maybe we won't. Maybe we'll be cooking by an open fire. Maybe uh, maybe I'll just go to sleep now. Maybe the Grinch stole my audio. Who knows? Peace out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. Kessler The Squad Games Podcast is a production of Squad Games Entertainment. For more information on Squad Games, please visit our website at lustersworkshop.com slash squad dash games.